And one thing that I've seen that cannot be duplicated is the supernatural love that Jesus gives us to give others. Anybody can come in and, you know, put band-aids on wounds or, like, heal the sick, or you know, physically, or run an education program. But no one can offer the radical love of Christ other than his church. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shades Midweek. We have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I'm Brad Brown, joined in the studio, as always, by the lovely, the talented Jonathan Hafes. Thank you. Thank you, Sir Bradford. Jonathan, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm actually doing even better because we are joined today by uh, a special guest. Uh, David Whitley is with us. David is one of the missionaries that we support at Shades Valley, and we're really excited to have you, David. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And the reason we invited uh, David to come was we wanted to just kind of do a brief interview. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of you may have heard David and his wife, Emma, share uh, about... Uh, where they serve. There's some things we can't say for security reasons, but Mm -hmm. you've heard them share about where they serve, what they do before, but many of you probably are not familiar, and uh, and even those of you that are probably don't know a lot of their story, how they ended up where they are, doing what they're doing, and so so we just wanted to take advantage of the opportunity of having them home for a little bit. Do you want to share why y'all are home for a little bit? Uh, Yeah, I'd be happy to. We actually are home because we decided um, when my wife got pregnant that we would have our baby boy in the United States. And so here we are awesome. with a new baby boy. How, how old is he now? He is weeks old. Weeks, weeks old. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. It doesn't get any easier until you're dealing in years. <laughs> right. After weeks, it's months. And at some point, it just gets conf- You're like, after a year, you're like, why are we still doing months? But apparently, you can't do years until they're two. Yeah, so. I, I've heard that. We, we've read that in the rule books. In the rule books. <laughs> you, you look well rested. Are you getting sleep? You know, no. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the sleepless nights will show themselves uh, on my face and in my voice right now because I'm on about half capacity. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for being here. And uh, Brad, I'll let you take it away. Get us started. Yeah, I thought that uh, you could start by just telling us a little bit of your story and maybe how y'all came to serve where you're serving now. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, to um, to give the the whole picture and the context of the story is, uh, my wife and I were, you know, we actually grew up in this area. Mm-hmm. We got married also in this area, and um, and I think, you know, when we got married, we we always knew that I don't know, God had always positioned our heart in a place where we just longed for the nations to come to Him, mm-hmm. and. You know, we we served at our local church, and actually, you know, Shades became after we got married, we joined Shades, and that became our faith family. And mm-hmm. and Shades just, I mean, and you guys were a huge part of that, but just brought us in. We were, you know, the new people, and we were brought in, and and we were here for a couple of years actually before we went overseas. And so I think actually um, the catalyst behind it is we 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 knew that that was there, um, but we went through a class called Perspectives, um, which. I know some of you guys are familiar with, but it's basically like a nationwide class. It's hosted at many churches around the around the country, and um, and basically it's just you know showing God's heart for the for the world from Genesis to Revelation, and 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 how how He unfolds the story of salvation. And so, yeah, I mean, I think God just really um, 
changed our hearts through that. One of the, one of the guys that recommended the class was like, Hey man, you got to take this class. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna change your life. <laughs> High expectations. I, yeah. And like, I trust, I didn't know the guy very well, but I was like, okay, he's gotta be serious about that. But I was like, that's a little extreme right, right, right. to say sure. that. <laughs> it's like, very few things have actually changed my life, but I mean, one class, I don't know, but I mean, truly a, a couple weeks in, just a lot as we were, you know, journeying in our faith here at Shades, like our life really was altered by it. And so, um, shortly after that, we met one of the guys at that class who led an organization in Asia and we got an opportunity to go and that was it. I mean, we, that was the, the catalyst that kind of set us, set that in motion. One thing just led to another after that. I remember, I, I remember a couple of things. One, when y'all first came to Shades pretty early on, Brad and I had a conversation where we, we could just sense we're like the, the, the Lord is up to something in their life. And we almost felt like we could start a timer. <laughs> like yeah. they're only going to be here for so long before the Lord just moves them to do something else. So when y'all came, like I remember when y'all got a hold of me and we're like, Hey, we want to yeah. have lunch and have a conversation about something. We don't know what we're doing. I, I was like, <laughs> tell us what to do. John. I, I, I still, I was like, this is the conversation. <laughs> This is the conversation. This is something. Uh, something's up. They're headed somewhere to do something. But but speaking of that conversation, one of the things that I think could be helpful uh, for a lot of people to hear uh, from you is once y'all began to to feel like the Lord was drawing you towards this organization, what did it look like to just kind of get confirmation? that that indeed was the direction that you were going. Because maybe there are people who feel like the Lord is leading them to do something here locally, or maybe something like similar to what y'all experienced. God's calling me in the direction of mission and uh, or global mission. And, and so what what does that process look like of, of confirming that call? Right, yeah. That's a really good question. And I, I think, to me, it resonates uh, just as such a good question because it's something that we wrestled through. Like, let me just hear me clearly that we were not the people who are like, you know, those people have just been put on our heart. And so we're going to go or like mm. God's called us to, um, overseas missions. And it's like, that's just, that's what we're going to do. And like, so we, we really weren't set in those ways, like, or we weren't set in those strong convictions prior to this. Right. And I think that's what kind of like, yes, like we love the word and we love mm -hmm. Christ. And so that does put a heart in all of us to disciple and to live out what that life is in him. And so, so like, you know, we were just, we're, we're just, you know, the average, you know, Christian on Sunday morning. Um, but I think in that time, uh, we were processing like, okay, God, if you are using us here, like if we're discipling here and, and if we're, if we have a faith family and we are, um, you know, being used in certain ways here, why would you shift us? Like, why would you move us? Mm -hmm. And so we were, I mean, we spent months just praying and just seeking for that confirmation. And so um, I don't know that I have a great answer for it, but here's where <laughs> I got to. For me, it was, um, it's biblical. Mm -hmm. So I can read it in the word. And the more we walked into it, the more I could see the word come to life in our lives. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge, I mean, that was one marker that said like, okay, keep walking. The second was, um, I remember um, somebody once told me like, when we lay down at night, we, I want to feel like my spiritual gifts, my abilities and everything God's given me have been wrung out, like wrung out like a towel is, is just much it can possibly be 
for the kingdom and for the glory of God. And so we saw that what was being presented before us was starting to line up with those gifts. Mm. And so that was another thing that we were like, okay, you know, that's, that's, it, it seems unique. Uh, you know, we think we are gifted in some of the, like God's put the gifts in us to fulfill that, what he, what's put in before us. We knew we were very incapable of it. We knew that like if we kept walking, like the spirit would give us all we needed to do it. And then I think lastly, um, like sometimes in this, in like the mission world, people assume that there's been some like supernatural revelation, like oh well they've just like God spoke to them and some. You mean you did not get a burning bush? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no angels. Huh? <laughs> I have not had a burning bush. Does that disqualify me? I'm very disappointed right now. <laughs> <laughs> we had no visions. We had no burning bush. We had no like audible voice from the Lord. And so, and honestly, we wanted that. We wanted sure. something like yeah. that. And so we're like, Lord, like please just give anything like. like have a stranger walk up on the street and say go you know (laughs) but that stuff i mean it it happens and god does use visions and dreams and all those things and so i have Mm -hmm. full faith in that but he never gave that to us and so when we were faced with it we were kind of taking one step at a time just following his voice in it but it actually just came down to like well this the circumstances seem providential Mm. and so with those three things kind of coming together it's like okay i know it's in the word this is biblical like I, I see our gifts, both my wife and I's lining up. It wasn't just like me who was calling or her who, who he was calling, but both of our gifts were lining up with what was in front of us. And it's like, well, the opportunity lays in front of us. And we actually, we went overseas to go visit um, some of the sites that we'd be working on. And you know, one of the most devastating things were was we we would just see people um, in, in this area. I mean, Hinduism and Buddhism is just. Uh, you know, 90, it makes up 99% of the religions over there. And so we'd see, you know, people just regularly worshiping to idols or cremating their family members' uh, bodies publicly, uh, knowing that uh, and going through these rituals that if they did it the right way, then they'd have re- a reincarnated life as maybe something better in the next life. And, you know, knowing what we know and having access to God's word and the gospel, that was hard to see and then walk away. From the opportunity that we had, mm-hmm. yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. And I, um, you know, e- even as you talk about, we we didn't have uh, a burning bush or or this that or the other. I mean, w- w- what you described right there at the end, and that exp- I'm like, if if that's not a burning bush, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just this 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 call upon your heart, just so clear. You know, it may not have been there in the beginning of like, okay, we feel called to these people at this time for this place. But right. like, by the time you get to there at that end, you're like, we cannot walk away from this. Right. You know, and I just, I, yeah, I think all of that is uh, our, our means that the Lord used to confirm y'all's call. And it doesn't surprise me at all that we're not talking about, you know, a, a vision or a uh, burning bush. I know I keep coming back to that. Um, it's, it's an easily accessible uh, example. Um, and, and I, I agree with you totally. Yes. The Lord can use kind of these supernatural in breaking moments, but, mm-hmm. but the thing that I tell people, what strikes me about those moments in scripture is people aren't seeking them when they happen. They're interruptions into their schedule, you know, they're, they're into their normal daily life. Okay. When people are seeking the Lord, they're seeking Him through the normal means of grace, it's through exactly what you're talking about through right. through His Word, through prayer, 
uh, through the Christian community. What, what does our community say about how the Lord has gifted us and does this align with our giftings? And so all of that strikes me, whereas we might tend to think, oh, the biblical way that God would call us out would be these kind of special revelations. Right. Actually, what you're describing strikes me as the more common biblical means that the Lord uses. Mm, um, yeah. And those breaking in moments, whether we look at the call of Abraham or Moses or Samuel or, or Paul or whoever, those tend to be the exceptions to the rule, mm-hmm. you know, not the rule. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I find that to be really encouraging and I hope that it encourages uh, others out there who are wondering, you know, because I don't have a supernatural experience, am I still called? Right. And I want to say, yeah, a hundred percent you yeah. are. Um, and you know, I think the, the biggest encouragement that I would give people, and I think it totally lines up with what you're saying is if you're wondering if you're called, does the calling you're pursuing line up with scripture, mm-hmm. with the word? Are you in prayer about it? And are you in conversation with trusted Christian community? Right. Does it align with your, is the Christian community around you saying, yes, we see these gifts in you? Are they saying, yes, we see this as a good thing? You know, I, I think those are some of the most normal common means of grace that the Lord has placed in our life to confirm calling. Yeah. And what was so cool was uh, my wife and I got to walk with y'all as y'all were discerning this calling and to see Christ glorify himself in your uncertainty right. was such an honor because uh, my wife and I, we would leave dinner with y'all just hearing y'all wrestle with it mm-hmm. and seeing what y'all were giving up and uh, just sit with y'all and hear you talk about the loss of that. And, but that you felt like this is what God was calling you to do. It just, it showed us the worth of Jesus. Uh, yeah. We, st- my yeah. wife and I, we still talk about it to this day. Cool. Um, and so our, Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I remember that vividly, actually, because in hindsight, you know, years later, I can articulate what was going on now, but in that moment, I mean, we, I mean, you guys experienced that and helped us walk through that firsthand. Like, we, we were really wrestling because we were like, God, why would you, like, why would you have us lay down something that is so good for something else that is also good? But, and so we really just were like, God, we don't really want to leave our families and our church community and our friends and mm. our... I mean, this is this is our home, and so we we didn't really want you to leave. <laughs> then what happened? Yeah. <laughs> You're already doing mission work. It's right. like God, is this not good enough? <laughs> Come on! Oh. But it but it is it is just amazing to see how the Lord multiplies uh, His work around the world when um, individual Christians and church communities um, are willing to walk forward and trust. You know. Um, so we've talked a lot about your calling and that process. Uh, so let's, let's focus in a little bit more on what y'all are actually doing on the ground. So just kind of describe the work y'all are involved in and, and kind of your aims, your goals. Yeah. 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 You know, so we, um, we work in an area of the world that is extremely remote and very underdeveloped. And so there's, uh, I'll also say it's, extremely overpopulated, which means, um, it causes just lack of resources across, you know, multiple countries. And so we're dealing with pretty deep poverty. Mm. And so like, I guess we, we, we try to take the approach of, um, I don't know, you, you kind of hear worlds of thought, right. And, and I know we could probably debate, the, debate this for hours, but 
There's like, you know, mercy. Oh, we can. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> there's like, there's mercy ministry approaches of like, love your neighbor. Right. Sure. Period. Yeah. Or there's um, more like evangelistic, you know, thoughts, thought paths of like, well, just evangelize, mm-hmm. period. And we do our best to take uh, like both those things because that's what we that's what we see Jesus do. Right. Is he met both physical and spiritual need? And so we read in Matthew twenty five where you know he is he, he like he is um oh gosh I'm blanking on the reference now but but he's uh he says when you when you gave me water and when you gave me food right 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 yeah. you were feeding me yes um and, or and then also we want to take Matthew twenty eight of the Great Commission and really we, it's a two handed approach and so it isn't just one or the other. Um, so really what we do is we will go into very, very remote areas and through relationships, we create bridges for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we are able to meet needs like health needs and education needs. We're able to, to heal the sick and we're able to, you know, find people and just allow them to experience the physical mercies of God. Um, but we, while we do that, it is for the sake of the kingdom, and so that they can come to know what they have in Christ, and and usually for the first time. And one thing that makes our work unique is many places in the world, um, and, and I'll say I fully buy into this, is like we anywhere we work in the mission field, we want to work through the, through the local church, mm. right? And so if there is a local church on the ground, like we want to partner with those pastors and those that community of faith and say like, how can we come alongside you as you reach your neighbors? Right. But where we work, there is none. Mm-hmm. I mean, and by none, I mean like zero none. And so that adds a whole nother dynamic to what we're doing. Like we're going zero to one, not one to two. And that's an mm-hmm. entirely different strategy. And so uh, to be honest, like w- we don't always have the answers of how to do that, but we, we try to just get in people's lives and and care for them like they've never been cared for before. And one thing that I've seen that cannot be duplicated is the supernatural love that Jesus gives us to give others. Mm-hmm. Anybody can come in and, you know, put band-aids on wounds or like heal the sick or, or you know, physically or run an education program, but no one can offer the radical love of Christ other than his church. And so, you know, uh, the way we do it, it, it's multinational. We've got all kinds of nationalities that work with us, multi-ethnic. Um, and so it's just a lot of messy people who look very different, just trying to meet that need and see people come into the kingdom through it. Hmm. Does that answer that question? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's awesome. What, uh, as y'all go about that work, what kind of challenges do y'all face? Or maybe what's different than you expected? Because I know... I, th- I think that sometimes in our social media driven kind of Instagrammable age, right. we, we can have this view of global mission work that, that that's awesome. <laughs> and your life looks like an Indiana Jones trailer. You're just like scooping up babies and saving them and, and, you know, and preaching the gospel on the street side every other day. And you, you ter- uh, clearly you never have a bad day. There are no struggles whatsoever. Just that you're glamorous just, missionary lifestyle. You're just on cloud nine of a spiritual high all the right, time. Right, right. So just wings. So maybe uh, what what are some of uh, what are some of the challenges you faced? Maybe some things that you didn't expect. Sure, uh, you know um, that is such an illusion. Uh, just to be frank, I mean it, it is. Honestly, we we experience higher highs than we did before, but we experience lower lows than I've ever 
known. Hmm. And that is something that just wears on our souls. And, and so, I mean, yes, we will, we will see some just incredible things happen where, I mean, we'll see supernatural work of the Lord, um, or we'll see people come to faith in these areas where there never has been a Christian ever in the history of the world. Um, but then also, I mean, we're surrounded by darkness, and we're in an area that, like, we, we've, we've come from the city we sit in now where there's so much spiritual input no matter where you are, like, I mean, we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and there are there's so much spiritual input, whether that's, you know, in this church or in any church that you're a part of, but um, we have it, like, we have it access, accessible at any time, any place, like, there's just community around us, we can worship freely, we can share freely, and so moving to a place like that where there is such darkness, there's much less spiritual input, and so one of the things we kind of say as our team is, we have to learn to dig our own wells. Mm. Like we can, we can no longer rely on someone to spoon feed us the word anymore because yeah. it's just not there anymore. And, and we do have community. And so we like, don't hear me say that we, we don't, we all support one another. Everyone's treading water a little. So we're, we're, it's difficult to give each other what we always need. Um, but we just got to learn to, you know, access the living water on our own now. Mm. And so I'd say that's one of our biggest challenges personally if that is that answering your question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um you lost no, nope. go ahead. <clears throat> <laughs> no, I was just going to say uh you spoke to some of the challenges, but you also talked about experiencing the highest highs. I was wondering if there are any examples that you would feel comfortable talking about or anything that you could speak about broadly. Yeah. Yeah, uh broadly I'd say um yeah, high highs. I mean, we, I'd say our, our work has a, has an, an epicness to it. Okay. So there is, there is like, there is an Indiana Jones <laughs> element. Is. I you knew are. it. Just say it. You're really cool. I mean, you're just really cool. Do you wear the hat and carry <laughs> yeah, a whip? No. There's moments of like, I mean, I, I, we've just, I've been with some teammates in these really remote villages where we're, I mean, just you know, doing that work and we look at one another and we're like, we have the best jobs on the planet. Like this is, <laughs> and a lot of people would probably strongly disagree with me and never want to be in that position, but, but it does. I mean, there is a, there is a, an epicness to it that, that it makes it, you know, God, God does give us a sense of like, wow, this is really awesome. And, and this is, you know, I, I enjoy this. It's not a sacrifice. I mean, we, we haven't, we've laid down some, but we've picked up so much in the process that it's not a sacrifice. And so, I mean, that's one thing, but also, um, I'd say even more than that, we see, um, we see God do miracles in a way, I think because the people are so dependent on him where it, it, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, but like in a way where, um, he is their, he is their only provision. He is their only hope. And so like when a, when a, we've seen this happen, but like when a, when a person comes to faith, I mean, usually in this culture, it means they're outcasted from their family. Their family mm-hmm. will even have funerals for the person who's still living mm-hmm. as if they're now dead to them. And so, you know, and that that's a big question for the church. Like, okay, church, are you going to now take this person in as the body, as we do, right. as we should? Yeah. And so, you know, we've just seen, like, the church step up in huge ways to care for those believers who come in. And we've also seen like the Lord just provide for those people in ways where it's like, no, you you have you have more family than you've ever had prior, and it's really cool to see that kind of stuff happen. And 
and we, we we've we have seen some some just cool supernatural stuff as well that i mean it doesn't happen often but it, but there are some just really cool answered prayers that we see sometimes as well earlier you were talking about how the further y'all stepped into this uh you've just seen scripture come to life and i mean just even as i'm just listening to you talk like there everything you're saying is just bringing up just various references, various things that Jesus says. So, I mean, like, for instance, yeah. I mean, Jesus explicitly says that nobody leaves father or mother who does right. not receive that many more right. fathers and yeah. mothers, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool just uh, to hear you talk and, and kind of, or, or even uh, another thing you mentioned just a second ago, you were talking about how this, uh, yes, y'all have left behind some things, but this is ultimately not a sacrifice because of what you've gained. And I mean, that's, that is the picture that Scripture paints of Christian self-denial. Mm. Christian self-denial is not just deny yourself so that you're miserable. It's right. deny yourself because there's something better. Right. You know, whoever seeks to hold on to his life is going to lose it, right? But whoever loses his life for my sake will actually find it. Like you, you lay down this thing you're holding on to so tightly because I've got something so much better. I've got me right. to give you, you know? And so it's just, it, it was just really cool just as you're talking, just to kind of have just text after text after text, just kind of flashing through my head and seeing it take on flesh yeah. through, through your words and what you were describing. Well, yeah. kind of just to, to wrap us up. I mean, one, thank you just yeah. for, coming in Definitely. and being here and sharing out we could like do several more episodes this is not do justice it doesn't i want to do a whole episode where we just have you share supernatural stories <laughs> that's what i want to do but uh but maybe just to kind of wrap things up if there are people going man i god hasn't called me to to move across the ocean but how could i be involved um in the in the work that david and emma are doing what are some ways that people could be involved yeah that's a that's a good question. And we, we do, we get that question sometimes. And, um, you know, I, I, I'd say this, I mean, oftentimes, um, people feel like they can't do anything from this side. Uh, and by this side, I mean like, you know, being here, but first of all, I mean, you know, we'll share stories and, um, yeah. And there, there is like some, some really cool stuff that's going on over there. And, but also I, I, I try to encourage others, like, you can be faithful here. And, and, and so you don't like, we don't have to like geography, uh, isn't like a, a prerequisite to faithfulness. And so sometimes like the missionary stories can even get slightly skewed where it's like, Oh, look, like, look at this work. It's like so awesome. And it's in the, like, you know, it's on the front line and, and yeah, like all those things are true. It's really like, there's some coolness about that, but also like it, that should never like allow any of us to, to like step into, complacency because we we aren't on that on that spot like like we can be equally as faithful in you know uh, uh just any career or job or vocation or you know ministry that we are serving in right where you are like we're disciple makers wherever we go and so i think that's that's like first and foremost but uh, another thing that we've seen is you know we've seen um we've seen more or I, I, let me think how to say this uh like I guess prayer is the fuel on which we run. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen people come off the field because of lack of prayer far more than lack of funds. I've never seen anybody come off the field for lack of funds. Hmm. And so a lot of people think, well, how can I give? And like, yes, like, I mean, that's always a yes. <laughs> I was, I was about to interject that. and be like, he's not discouraging people. from. <laughs> and it's a need. It's such a need. Uh, so yes, that is there. 
Um, I've never seen a, a family to this point in my life come off the field because they don't have the right, they don't have the funds. God always provides the funds. And wow. so we've seen that happen. But we have seen people struggle because our prayer teams aren't, um, like we haven't like, you know, built up a prayer team around us. And right. so that's something that I know that my wife and I need. We struggle in that. I mean, we can truly tell when people are praying for us and, and or you know, or when we're struggling. Uh, so we that's something that we always need. And another thing too that I think is really important is expose like expose yourself to 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 the reality of um, those who are lost and those who don't know Christ. And and that can be you know on the other side of the planet, or that can be in downtown Birmingham. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got all kinds of people who who you know. Some have heard the gospel. There's people in downtown Birmingham who have never heard. Like there, there are, like I know we haven't hit this word yet, but there are unreached people that are our neighbors right here. And there's tons of ways that we can plug in with them through universities, through local churches in the area. You don't need to come move into our neighborhood to serve. You can do it right here through this local church, but also in in your city too. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What um. What are some specific things, maybe just one or two things that people could be praying for? For us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally, uh, we... I mean, obviously, there is there is the newborn factor. <laughs> that is a big one. That, that, I mean, that's probably heaviest on our heart right now sure. is uh, we're about to move our newborn back to right. a place that uh, there's not all the facilities that newborns often need. So uh, that's a stress. Um, the day we leave is going to be dreadful just because... I mean, grandmas and right grandfathers are not going to be happy, and uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of tears coming soon, and I, I'm I'm dreading that to be honest. But so just prayer over that. I, I'd say also though, um, we just need we we need prayer that God will like continually to continually give us His presence and His Spirit. And I know He does, but like just pray that we're our hearts are like just open and and receiving that on a regular basis because. We need spiritual life. Like, I mean, I, honestly, like I said earlier, that that's our biggest struggle. Is we, you know, we have local believers, we have community over there, but there's something different, like spiritually, where we're where we. I, I'd say the opposite was true. Like when, when you said earlier, like, you know, do you just kind of have this like supernatural high that we're kind of riding on all the time? Yeah, the opposite is true. And so, if anything, like we we struggle over there in, in spiritually because. You know, we're every day we're looking at, like, I mean, on my, on my walk to work, I'll pass ten different idols on the street. Mm. That I mean, that are literally carved and set up to worship false gods, and mm. and so and that's just and I'll I'll see people like kneel and worship them on their way, and so you know, I mean, we're faced with that every day. Where that sound normal to us, um, but over time, that has like a, a sense of like oppression too, that just kind of discourages our spirits, um, where we we feel hopeless at times too. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, I mean, are we, are, is this even, are we even having an impact and things right. like that? And so, man, just prayer for that would be huge. Just that our work would be fruitful. Yeah. No, we'll definitely, definitely be praying. Um, and we want to pray for you, uh, before we end right here. Uh, last thing that, that I'll say is if, if anyone is interested in other ways of, of being involved or ways of financially supporting uh, David and Emma. Uh, the easiest way to get that information is through our global mission team here at Shades. You can just email office at shadesvalley.org if you want more information. Or if you're a member of Shades, uh, you can just find one of us or you can, uh, and we'll point you to our global missions team leader and then get you more information about how to financially support them or 
opportunities to be uh, involved in their work in other ways. Um, but thanks for thanks for coming, David. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Brad, would you uh, would you close us and pray in for David and Emma and the work God's called them to? Yeah, let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do acknowledge that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I ask that you would continue to call um, your people out into the world like you have called David and Emma. There are so many that do not know the good news of Jesus Christ, and that breaks our hearts because our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. And we know that their hearts are as well. Father, I thank you for calling David and Emma. I thank you for the work that you have given them. I thank you for the way that you have sustained them through the difficult times and the struggles. I thank you for the way that you have given them provision. I thank you for the work that you've done through them. And so, Father, I pray for them. I pray for their travel, that you would allow things to go smoothly. I pray that you would um, protect their child, that you would provide resources for them. I pray that you would draw them together in their marriage, that you would protect them from the schemes of the enemy that seeks to kill and destroy. I pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, empower them in a way that um, causes the darkness to flee, in a way that allows them to step onto the streets with your light. We know that only you can do this, and so we pray that you would for the glory of Jesus Christ. We pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.